Welcome to Sports Society. Here's your host, Andrew Faust. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Sports Society. This time with me, I have Gabe Hurt and Luke Roth with me. Two guys I love having on the show. Um, we've got a lot of NBA to, uh, stuff to get into. That's going to be the brunt of the episode. But we also have some Cardinal stuff. Um, but we have, you know, we've got what what went on with the draft. We've got trades as well and how that's going to um, affect the league. Either way, boys, how are you doing? Doing great. Uh, I'm inside, luckily, in Phoenix. It's about 110 today. It so, is so hot here today. Chilling inside, <laughs> getting that nice AC. Yeah, I thought it was hot here. I, I just went I played 18 holes, dude. Um, I, I played 18 yesterday as well, and it was equally as hot. So I've, I've been put through the ringer, but, you know, you can't complain about golf. The thing is, though, I wouldn't mind playing this much golf, except for I am going through one of the largest slumps I have ever been in. I, I literally I don't know what I'm doing when I'm on the golf course right now. I just shot uh, 86. And granted, we played from the tips, which is like seven thousand yards from the course we were at. But, um, but I mean, normally, like I will be on the borderline of breaking eighty or in the seventies, and that just hasn't been the case recently. You know, it's just uh, a slump for me. But you know, we'll get through it. Either way, that's enough golf. Golf for me. Feeling like Jordan Spieth in the Masters twenty sixteen, right? Well, the thing was, the 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 reason why that was so wild is because Jordan Spieth was leading going into the final day. And then obviously he had the triple or quad, yeah, whatever he had on on uh, on hole number twelve. I posted a TikTok about that, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, that's that's one of the most ridiculous chokes ever. But I mean, I, I feel similar to what he did on that hole, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Um, yeah, just just don't really know where the ball is going when I hit it. So, uh, so yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. But uh, but there's been a lot of developments in the NBA recently, boys. Um, I mean. The biggest one to me that that is kind of the frontliner that we can get into is the the Golden State uh, Washington Wizards deal. It's the reason I have this background right here. <laughs> yeah, Luke's got the jersey. Sent my boy away, bro. Jordan Poole is out. Um, and to be to be quite honest, for for a front office to me that I feel like has gotten a lot right in the past, I don't think this is a good move for the Warriors. Um, I, I think that they're they were too too stringent on Jordan Poole. I think he had a down year, um, and I think that Jordan Poole is really going to prove himself with the Wizards. I mean, he doesn't have to pass to anybody on the Wizards. The Wizards are going to lose Kuzma, and they've already lost their two best players and and Porzingis and and Beal with these with these few trades that we're also going to get into. But um, the Wizards are a dumpster fire. Jordan Poole's going to probably break the scoring record. Um, next year, and uh, and the Warriors get a washed point guard in Chris Paul. What do you guys think? I oh. hate <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, he didn't even have a bad year as a thing. He averaged 21 off the bench. He had a bad, like, playoffs. So then you just ship him for a 38-year-old point guard when we need Yeah, the by the way, I think it would have been – I still think it would have been one-sided – if the if it was Chris Paul for Jordan Poole, but then we gave um, picks too. Yeah, picks too. Crazy. Two two picks, two picks in Jordan Poole for for just Chris Paul, which is absurd. I think the the Suns, I think or who had Chris the rights to Chris Paul at the time? Wizards. <laughs> That's right. the The Wizards made a good deal. 
Yeah, because they were about I mean, to release him too. So like, yeah, it's basically just a steal. Right. It's. I mean, and the Warriors definitely need help at the forward center position. Like their their best their best big is probably Kevon Looney. I need a solid dude, but you're gonna need more than Looney and Kaminga if you're gonna want to make a real push, especially in the West when you got the Lakers and you got the Nuggets. You got uh, the amazing bigs that they have. Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's a bad move for the Warriors. Um, and I mean, like, why, why would this work? Chris Paul is so incredibly ball-dominant. Right. <laughs> yeah, Chris Paul's going to come in off the bench for sure. That's got to be the mindset here. I, I just I don't understand it. But, um, I mean, it, it seems to always work out with, with Golden State. I mean, their front office has just been so, so great. Um, so the next trade we'll get into – it's a three. It's a um, three-team one, and you know, for me, like never go through. <laughs> yeah, it it seemed like it would never go through, and then, well, it was going to go through, like confirmed in the morning, and then in the afternoon it was called off. It wasn't going to happen, and then at night it got confirmed, and um, I think the winner of this one has got to be the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies came away with the win here. Um, it, it's between the Grizzlies, the Wizards, and. And the Celtics, the Celtics, granted, Celtics got uh, some good stuff too. The Wizards right now, the Wizards are just giving away everything. They're tanking. I mean, yep. They're going into full tank mode. They're, um, <clears throat> I mean, Jordan Poole's basically just the next Bradley Beal, uh, yeah. to be quite honest. So the Celtics get Kristaps Porzingis, um, they, and the Celtics also get a 2023 first round pick. And a 2024 20, as well. Yeah, 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 2024 as well. Um, and then the Wizards. Wizards, granted, the Wizards get Tyus Jones, who I think is a good player. I think Tyus Jones is a good player. Um, Gallinari's all right, I guess. Um, and then they get Muscala and a second-round pick. And then the Grizzlies just get Marcus Smart. But Marcus Smart, he's, he a, he's a dog. They I mean, two defensive players <laughs> of the year. He's dying. Man, he's got to get some water over here. Dog, I just had a loogie. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. Yeah, dude. Uh, I just had a loogie. But I, 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 it's good. It's out. I'll be good for another five minutes until I have another one. But um, but no. It. I mean, to me, this just seems like a pretty fair trade. Any trade that with, with the Wizards in it has to be taken with a grain of salt because they are just getting rid of everything. They have new management coming in. They're getting rid of everything. Um, I mean, it's just it's just going to be the Jordan Blair, I guess. I don't see this team winning. Twenty I games. Mean, yeah, I was going to say twenty. I don't think I don't see them winning twenty games. I, I I really think it's going to be a tough time for the Wizards. Yeah, I I really like the trade for the Celtics though as well because I, I mean I think this might be the one that actually gets them over the hump. You're going to have three guys who can get you over like twenty five any night. On any given night, I know Smart could do that every now and then, but you know it's not any. He wasn't an any night kind of guy, and they kind of have a surplus at the guard position too. And last year, Derek White was probably better at all aspects of the game than Marcus Smart was. So they're going to slide Derek White in that starting role. Maybe even that'll be an upgrade. Even though Marcus Smart was like the heart and soul of the team, it's Tatum's team now. It uh, is. He's. He's going to have to be the leader, and he's gotten better every single year of his career. So um, I really think this might be the trade that gets the Celtics over the hump. 
Yeah, it doesn't really seem like the Celtics uh, ever have enough, uh, I don't know, I guess star power to to get up, you know, through through the finals. Obviously, they made it, but then the Warriors just killed them. You yeah. know, the, the Warriors had been there before, and, uh, you know, thank God my Lakers took care of them this year, but um, <laughs> I just had to say that at Luke, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I, I think it's good for the Celtics. It granted, like all this hype has come up of Kristaps Porzingis recently. And, uh, he was really good on the Knicks, but like, can he stay healthy for the long run? That's really the question because he is a unicorn. He is very good. At, uh, he's a very good basketball player, but it's just going to be the health question because he's had health issues in the, in the past. He was healthy all year last year, so I really like seeing that with him. <laughs> yeah. I think it also kind of uh, gives Al Horford a chance to rest a little bit more because, mm. I mean, he's he's good, but he's, what, 37, 38? I mean, yeah. it's going to be, you know, who knows what we get from him this season as well. Al Horford slides into the – I don't think he'll start. I think he's going to be a nice veteran presence yep. for, for the Celtics, which is something – I think any winning team needs like the Warriors had with Iguodala. But um, we we can move to the Beal deal next. Uh, I mean, we I talked a little bit about this last week, but we didn't get into the brunt of it. Uh, the Wizards get Chris Paul, who is now obviously not with them, and Shamit for Beal, Jordan Goodwin, who I don't know who that is, and Isaiah Todd. I don't know who that is either. But yeah, police. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a fleece, but like I said, again, the Wizards are trying to ship everything out. They don't give a fuck. Um, the Suns are going to be really good. Again, they're going to be really good. They have a full year now with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker. Um, the real question will be the defense for them, as we know, and I think they still got to get rid of Aiton. I don't think Aiton's any good. Yeah. I think they got to yeah. get rid of Aiton, get something for him. Uh, they get some bench players. <laughs> I saw a report today they're not getting rid of Aiton, though, uh, so... I don't know. It's just like I'll tell you what. Yeah. Dean and Phoenix, everyone hates Aiden here. They do not want him on the team, and that just <laughs> makes it even worse for his for his mental state. I'm sure. He it's a similar deal. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It's a similar deal to like the Knicks with Julius Randle. Like the Knicks do not want Julius Randle at all. Like no Knicks fans want him. Um, but yeah, like the Suns will be the Suns. I'm going to hammer the over for any game that they have. Like, it could, yeah. it could be 240. I'm going to hand, hammer the over. I mean, they're, they're going to have the highest scoring games every single game. Yeah, they easily got three guys that can go get you 40 a night. But then they're going to allow a million. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> I, I just don't know what to think, really. Because, I mean, they definitely got better than they did last year, and they're the ones who took the most games off the uh, Nuggets, the eventual champions. But I I just don't know what to think because they, they got no bench or defense. Their best yeah. bench players campaign. <laughs> campaign uh, so, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, boys, any other trades you guys want to talk about? I think we got through the most of it. Uh... <laughs> You know what? I'll, I'll just give the props to the to the Wizards' new owner for doing as much as he can with what he's got. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, they started the rebuild way too late. New management came in, and they're doing the best they can. They essentially turned Chris Paul um, into Jordan Poole, which was 
pretty solid. They did have to give up Beal, but he wanted out. Beal wanted out, and he had been there for too long anyway. I'm excited to see how Bradley Beal, a St. Louis guy, fares on a team that's actually in contention because we've only seen him in the playoffs, I think, once, maybe. Um, I think once with, like, John Wall early. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting with the Suns. Um, it'll it'll be a hit or miss for sure. Another guy that I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes is Kyrie Irving. Although I don't think it matters because I don't think you can win a championship with Kyrie Irving. And, and this stage in his career, he's just too big of an issue wherever he goes. So yeah. Oh, do yeah. you guys think Dame's getting traded? I think he should, but he won't. I mean, I don't we, think he will. We've been through this so many times before. I saw a Shams report saying he wants out, though. <laughs> but, like, I don't think Portland actually wants to move on from him. The time to trade him would have been at the draft. Yeah. No, but – and, yeah, and they just got Scoot. Scoot. Yeah. Scoot coming in might – he's going to – I think he's going to be really good. Scoot's going to yeah. be really good. I don't – I think he should have easily went to – he should go one almost any other year. Then? What's up? You guys want to start talking about the draft then? Yeah, let's get into the draft, and then we'll get into your to your Cardinals bit. Uh, I'll, and I'm sure me and Luke will add a little bit into the Cardinals, but um, yeah, but yeah, let's do the draft. Let me pull up that draft real quick. <coughs> oh man, I got my grades for the top ten, and then I added a few extra players. I have a little bit on the draft, but but yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about Wen Benyama, I think there's really not much more to be said generational guy he's like good at everything the only can real concern is um for guys his size and his length is actually staying healthy and he's been right. healthy his whole career um so i don't see much of an issue with that i know he has this big training regiment that he does to stay healthy as well um i would be surprised if maybe it has some growing pains because he's not going to be the guy who's handling the ball every single play like he was over in france but he's going to be He's going to be really good. I mean, he can shoot. He can defend. He can drive. I mean, he's taller than everyone else. It, he's going to be a great player for the Spurs for sure. Anything you guys he's going like to have that. Tim Duncan and Pop coaching him. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really good for him. He's set up for greatness. Um, he's seven five with the shoes on. Like Gabe said, he can shoot, he can dribble, he can do everything. I, I think he's just going to be a taller Kevin Durant, to be quite honest. He can't really play the interior. He weighs 225 pounds at 7'5". He's, he, he needs to put on weight. Like He needs to yeah. badly, or else he will not be a presence inside at all. Um, granted, he's going to be a great shot blocker. That's another aspect not a lot of people get is um, he's, his wingspan – his wingspan is eight six or something ridiculous like that. His his hands. I was uh, I was listening to, uh, to to PTI, one of the um, shows that comes on before Sports Center, and they were saying that from from his from his middle finger to the bottom of his palm, it is a foot long, twelve inches, which is. You him grab a baseball the other day. Looks <laughs> yeah. like a golf ball. Yeah. Hold on, I'll I'll show you I'll show you what a baseball looks like in a normal person's hand. Right. Oh. Yeah, it's like throwing a golf ball. In the, the so this first this is the baseball in like a normal person's hand, and for him, it fuck it, it it looked like this. It looked like this. It did. It like, did. That is crazy. It's crazy. He's uh yeah he he's obviously 
he he's once in a lifetime. It's <laughs> let me see if I could pull this up. Uh, this is my this is my first try at at doing the uh, at sharing my screen here. But I mean, this is this is what we're looking yeah. at here. <laughs> look at that. Look at look at that in his hand. That looks that literally, dude. It, like, it looks like a golf ball. I mean, how big do your hands have to be in order for that to be the case? It's it's ridiculous. It's uh. You know, but, I haven't actually seen the video of the first pitch. Like I haven't seen the video of it. It was bad. It, it was bad. Bad. I imagine, yeah. like to be fair, yeah. he's like, it's got to be weird. It has to yeah. be weird. Yeah, it has to be weird. But yeah, he's he's generational. Like like Gabe said, he is he's absolutely one of a kind. We move to the second pick. Um, I think the top three, you really can't go wrong. I think Brandon Miller's really great. I think yep. he's going to be a great scorer in the league. Um, granted, I think Scoot's going to be a better player than him. But Brandon Miller, I mean, I if you want to... think he's a wanna... better fit for the Hornets, though. You think, you think uh, Brandon Miller is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they have Mello, but they need, like, a go-to score type of guy. That's Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller can get you 30. He can get you 40. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I've been seeing too much on the media, too much uh, flack and everything for him. And oh, they just because pick. he's not the just because he's not the best player in the draft or the second best player, he's a great defender and a great shooter. He's going to be a great uh, wing defender, great wing shooter for them for sure. Uh, great fit. I just probably would have taken Henderson at two. Yeah, that's fair. Um, where would you have put Melo then? Would you have uh, Henderson at, at a shooting guard? Uh, I, I'm not too sure, but I I didn't really think about it too much. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it never was the – there's only one ball. Like, you always hear that argument. True. It was never like that for the Nets. You know, they had Harden, KD, and Kyrie. That wasn't what kept them from winning the championship. It was Kevin Durant's toe that kept them from being right. in the championship. And none of them so, playing. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think that's too good of an argument of why you shouldn't have taken Henderson because they would have figured out how to make it work. They both play the same that's position, fair. but they're, they're both different players <laughs> at the same position. You know, Henderson I just tend to think. Yeah, I just tend to think like like what the Warriors had with Curry, who just brings up the ball every time. Um, like you have things like that, but then you also have things like the Celtics, where in the playoffs you'll see Jalen Brown bring up the ball. You'll, you'll see Jason Tannen bring up the ball. It really doesn't matter. But um, but then we move to, to Scoot going at three. I mean, it's just the right pick. It's just the right pick for, for the Blazers who, as of right now, they're kind of gearing up, I think, to, to lose uh, Damian Lillard. But I think the Blazers have a really good really good core, uh, young core. They've got a – who's that kid they got last year who's yeah. really good? Sharp. Anthony Simons. Uh, they have sharp, Simons, but... but Sharp. I'm talking about Sharp. Oh, Sharp's, sharp. Sharp's really good. Sharp's yeah. going to be really good. Um, but, yeah, what do you guys think about the, the scoop pick? Uh, I, I mean, I loved it. He's another generational guy. Any other year, he probably goes number one overall. Um, he's elite in the mid-range, you know. And Kevin, Kevin Durant, like his first however many years, I remember that's all he did was shoot mid-range whenever I'd watch him. And he can definitely make a career out of that. I think the three's going to come. He's a super explosive player as well. So anything you'd like to add, Luke? I didn't realize he was six two. I don't know how. I didn't realize how he's getting up like that. That's actually. He's a freak. That draft night, they were saying yeah. like D Rose, Westbrook. He's definitely got the jaw. He's got definitely got those elements in his game. I think he's gonna be really good. 
Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a Westbrook fan. He he is a Westbrook because, um, you know, reports are you know he kind of struggles with his jump shot as of right now. Once he gets developed more, he's gonna get that jump shot on him. But um, but dude, he is a freak. Let, let's not hold anything back here. He's a freak. I've seen clips of him. His head's at the rim. He's six two. Nobody's going to stop that. He's a freak. I mean, he's and strong he looks like as a shit. Linebacker, right. He's know. strong as shit too. Yeah, I mean, the dude's a dog. And then, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know too much about these these twins. They got picked next. Obviously, they were playing at overtime elite. Really cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool that they went, you know, four and five. That's super cool. Uh, I think they're kind of also freak athletes as well from what I was reading about them. Uh, Amen is probably the better twin. He's more of a point guard, so I think that'll fit really good for the Rockets. He's He's an excellent passer. Uh, he has like the anticipation you want to see as well. He knows what the defense is going to do and he can anticipate what they're going to do, put the ball in the right spot before anything even happens. Um, and, you know, shooting is going to come along as well, I think. And his yeah, brother. Sars, the better shooter out of the two. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say his brother's the better shooter, but he's like a worse passer. Mm. They're kind of almost the same player, but you just got those, uh, those two aspects are a little I different. Mean, Imagine you and your brother are six seven, two hundred pounds. Like, it's ridiculous. That would be pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, then we have the Magic at six. Listen, I think the Magic can't really do anything right. I don't think Anthony Black's a good pick. I watched him in college. Not and, that high. I mean, it's just such a reach, man. I, I don't think he really is that good. I, like, I I didn't see him and 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 be like, oh, that's an NBA talent. You know? Yeah. I would say he has a really high floor, but he has a really low ceiling as well. There's like a, it's like this much room for growth pretty much with him. Yeah, I obviously I'm a Mizzou fan, so we played Arkansas a couple of times. And like, I think he's just a good passer. He's a good game manager. So, I mean, no need him for that. But then at seven, uh, you know, we had Webb and Yama's teammate go. What do you guys think about I that? That pick was kind of weird. Like no one really had heard of him, and I don't know. I thought it was. I've weird, never seen him play really. He's going to the Wizards, and I think that's like a perfect team because they're kind of just throwing throwing whatever out there, and he can he can show everyone you know what he's about. I've watched a few clips. He's a super explosive player. Um, I think he's going to get it done there in uh, Washington. He's going to. He's just going to ball out and do his thing, you know. Um, it's kind of a perfect spot for him. You know, he's super young, too. He's only 18, I believe. Mm. So um, he's going to have a lot of room for growth, especially especially with the Wizards. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up. I mean, yep, with, with exactly. that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So then we had Jairus Walker. What do you think about Jairus Walker at, at eight? I, don't know, I said I was kind of looking, reading about it because I'm not the biggest college basketball fan, but um, I heard he's a pretty good playmaker for a power forward. And you kind of think about it, that's probably what the what the Pacers need after they got rid of uh, one of their bigs in Sabonis. You know, they got Halliburton now, who I think is pretty solid. I know you don't really like him too much, uh, but he's you know, he's okay, he's, man. He's all right. He's a really he solid guy. And 10. Uh, I think you're getting Matherin plays the two, right? But he's he's six man for him, so I don't know. I think it's just going to be a it's going to be a good 
safe pick for the Pacers for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the pick. I mean, sure, you know, it, it's fine. Um, the trade makes sense. Oh, then yeah, we had Hendricks. With... What's up? Didn't they trade it with OKC, or is that later on? No, they traded with uh, the Wizards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they trade. I mean, they were right next to each other, and they just ended up trading. So, but um, Hendricks, I also don't have an issue with. What about you, Gabe? Uh, I like him. He's a big. He's a good three and D guy. He might have the biggest. Um, I wouldn't say biggest impact, but it's his game is going to translate really well. I think, and he has he has a lot of upside. So he's going to be the. He's probably the best three and D player in the draft for sure. He might be the best perimeter defender in the draft too. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, then we have Wallace uh, go at ten. I, I don't. I don't know that I. I agree with it. Um, I mean, the Mavericks. The last thing they need is another guard. Um, yeah. You know, you have Luca. Who didn't the Mavericks trade him to the Thunder? <laughs> I thought. Uh, oh, they they did trade it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, they got lively. Did they get lively? Uh. Who, Let's see if we can pull up the draft here real quick. If they got lively, then that's good for them. He's 7 two, two, uh, 215 from Duke. I think they did. If they did, then that's a good move for them. Um, and then, I mean, some other notable picks in the draft. Grady Dick going at 13. I think Grady Dick's a good pick. That's um, yeah, he, crazy. That suit was fucking that, – that suit was actually, like, the worst thing I've ever seen, though. Um, and, you know, I'm gravitated towards hating – Grady Dick because he went to Kansas, but he's a, he killed us. I mean, when we played yeah. Kansas, he killed us. He is like a, he's a really good three and D guy, really lengthy, yeah. um, six seven, six eight, whatever the hell he is, and he can he can really shoot it, man. Yeah, he can talk, a good uh, Donald He also can do that. Yeah, um, another another pick that I really like is where the Heat went at eighteen, um, getting Hawkes Jr. A guy I really like out of UCLA. If you haven't watched him, go do that. He's a really good. He's really uh, good. Yeah, he's he's got like a little bit of like kind of like Kobe Bryant in his game. A little bit of Paul Pierce I see in his game. He's just a scorer, man. Pure scorer. He can play defense as well. Um, I, I really like Hawkes. I really liked him at UCLA. He's a four year guy, um, so he is like twenty two or whatever whatever he is. But he's a guy I think that. You can you can kind of take Jimmy Butler off, off the court and let him cook a little bit because he's a guy. I mean, he's a guy who can score on really anybody. Yeah, he'll be another good bench player for them. Yeah, he'll yeah. be right back where they were this year. <clears throat> yeah, really about the Warriors did. I love off brand Jack Harlow. <laughs> I've never. I don't really know that guy. The guy we got fifty seven <laughs> though is like really good. Average like twenty and ten and a few blocks in college. The mm. guy from oh, where's it from? Indiana, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I really like where the Hornets went at twenty-seven with Nick Smith. I think Nick Smith has a really high upside. There's a chance he fades away because of his injuries, but um, I, I think now with with the Hornets having Nick Smith, Mello, and um, Brandon Miller. And I guess they're getting Miles Bridges back too. I think we could oh, be seeing. Are? Yeah, I think they are getting him back. We could be seeing a playoff team there. Um, Don't be surprised oh, if they avoid the play-in. Like, I agree. Totally, no, I agree. 
Um, and then my boy, my boy got got Kobe Brown. Kobe Brown went right into the first round. You love to see it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I I love to see it. I mean, I always thought he was tremendously underrated, and the Clippers thought so too. They got him at thirty. The best Kobe to ever play college basketball. That's true. Right. Confirmed true. Granted, he is a little undersized for his position at power forward. I don't think you have any any problem moving him to the to that small forward position, where I think he he is perfectly sized. Um, he's a guy who can who can guard guys that are that are bigger than him. He has a good shot. He can drive too. Um, I mean, my comparison to him would be kind of like a a little bit of a shorter Carmelo Anthony, um, in terms of he could size people up. Uh, again, that Paul Pierce comparison too. That's where I see him. Yeah, he's he's always. Um, I know you watched a lot more of him, but anytime I turn on a Mizzou game, I mean, he he was shooting the ball and he wasn't missing too much. So I really like that pick for the Clippers. Um, uh, I think we got to talk about the Rockets at twenty, though. Whitmore. I was, I was about to say that. Yeah, I wish yeah, Warriors took Warriors at nineteen. I thought we were going to get him, and we just didn't. I mean, that's an excellent pick. I know he fell due to like medical concerns and interview concerns, but at twenty. You know, it's kind of, it kind of starts to get to a little bit of a crapshoot in the NBA draft. So I, I like it. You know, he's uh, he was projected to go top five, and you get him at twenty. You know, I really like it for the for the uh, Rockets. They really got something good cooking there, especially with Udoka uh, as the coach now. Yeah, now the Pacers ended up trading away their picket at twenty nine, but Julian Strother at twenty nine, I think he's a good player too, out of Gonzaga. I saw him play. I think he's a good scorer. 6'7", 208 out of Gonzaga. Gonzaga's got a really good track record of guys coming out of there. Did, the, just... uh, did the Pacers trade that to the Nuggets, it looks like? I think so. And the Nuggets just yeah. get the Nuggets just get another another great player, man. I mean, the Nuggets are the Nuggets are stacked and they're the team to beat next year, make no mistake about it. It's That's them true. and it's them and the Suns, I believe. Well, you see Drew Timmy got picked up by the Bucks after the draft. Yeah, what a wild thing. Him and uh, Shigwe out of t- Kentucky and the Gonzaga. Uh, no, not Gonzaga. The UConn guy. Yeah. He also didn't get picked. What a wild thing. All three of those really talented centers didn't get picked. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, Holy. it's crazy. It just goes to show... Centers really aren't aren't the aren't the thing in today's game. It's um if you can't shoot, then you just you can't play anymore, basically. Fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's just how it goes. I mean Everyone's I think we've got better. gotten through the draft pretty well. One thing I will say, um somebody who went in the second round who might make an immediate uh you know, an immediate impact. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Um the Cavs ended up getting Amoni Bates. Yeah. Who's a guy I've been watching since high school. <coughs> Isn't that dude like 6'10", 170, though? Yeah, he's like, pretty skinny, but... Skinny, dude. I'm a foot, foot shorter than him, and I weigh 10 pounds more than he does. Yeah, he's... I mean, he's a, he's a thin guy, but he, he's been, like, compared to Kevin Durant since he was in high school. Um, he's got a really good handle, really good jumper. He he had some legal issues um, in, in college, and so he ended up at East Michigan. But he had a really good year there, and so he ended up getting taken in the second round. So that's the last thing I want to say about the NBA draft. All in all, 
I think uh, I think a pretty respectable draft. I think there's a lot of guys in here that could make an impact. But but with that being said, you guys want to get into some, some Cardinals? Sound good to me. Oh yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so kindly enough, Gabe has. Oh, there we go. Gabe has prepared for us the um, a nice little presentation here. So I'm gonna go ahead and share this screen. So. Obviously, Cardinals have been terrible this year. Uh, you can go ahead and flip to that next slide. For me. sure. Yep. So, uh, last place in the NL Central. We're now 32-45, and 45, but we're still 13 games under 500. Um, essentially, our problems this year, pitching has struggled all year. Uh, the ERA for the starters is near five, which means the starters are about five runs per game. Uh, the bullpen – is not clutch. Neither are our hitters. We have 15 blown saves, which <laughs> um, essentially means if we just our bullpen let up no runs, we would be have 15 more wins. So <sighs> we've not been clutch all year, and we really need to add to that starting pitching staff and the bullpen. So I got a few trades uh, proposed here. If Andrew wants to flip that next slide there. So what we really need to do is trade for an ace. And um, here we trade for an ace and perhaps some um, relievers as well, right? And this is kind of like a trade simulator value website that I use here. Sure. We got some uh, a lot of prospects, so we keep the um, we go ahead and keep our MLB talent. We just add to it. We got Burleson going, who he's just been a bench player all year. He's young. Um, you're gonna have five more seasons of team control, which is what makes him more valuable. Um, Let's see, what is he? He is our third-ranked prospect. Herrera is our sixth-ranked prospect. And Mason Wynn is our number one overall prospect. But if you're getting a guy like Dylan Fees um, and some bullpen help here, it's definitely worth it. Dylan Fees, third and – was he third or fourth? He was third or fourth in Cy Young voting last year. I believe he was fourth. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of team control left there, and I mean he's a great pitcher that the Cardinals could really use. Go out there and get you a win every five days. What an uh, what an unfortunate last name to have. Bummer. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good That's... lefty though. He's pretty solid lefty, and he throws pretty damn hard too. Okay. Uh, and then Graveman has he has about six different pitches, I believe, and he was really good with the uh, Mariners. And the Astros then went over to the White Sox, and they've kind of been a dumpster fire as well this year. So maybe they're looking to start a little rebuild here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got one more trade. It'll be the same package, but just uh, different players. So they get the same players from us. Instead, we get Shane Bieber, former Cy Young winner. He still has a couple years left on his contract, as well as uh, Cal Pontrell, who's a Solid reliever for us. Definitely better than throwing Drew Verhagen out there. Um, you know, and it just bolsters our pitching staff, makes it even better. And the good thing about the Cardinals is we're in the worst division in baseball. We might be 13 games under 500, but we're only about 10 games back. And we So got wild. So, yeah. You get you get us on a winning streak, and we might start. Uh, we might start. The NL we, Central is absolutely just a dumpster fire. Yeah, it is a terrible. dumpster fire, and um, historically, we're having one of the worst years our ball club has ever had. We've been we've been really fortunate as Cardinals fans to have such great years, but um, we're not used to this this poor of 
um, of offense that I or not offense, but uh, I mean offense, but also defense. Uh, yeah. Gabe, Gabe, I gotta ask you. A lot of Cardinals fans want to see Marble gone. Do you want to see him gone? You know, I didn't last year, but this year I think he's just lost the clubhouse, man. He's thrown a couple players under the bus, and you never want to see that from a manager. Hmm. So I, I think he's got to go because if, I mean, he called out Tyler O'Neill for not hustling, and I, I don't know what he calls hustling if Tyler O'Neill doesn't hustle, and I'm sure the rest of the clubhouse just doesn't really trust him anymore. And he's made some questionable decisions too. Like he throws Gallegos in when it's a one run game and they got a runner on second and he just, he, Gallegos is overrated, man. He's a two pitch pitcher. And that's, yeah, he is. he's no, he's yeah. All right. Um, next thing here, we need to trade to young while the value is high. On I, I agree with this. This is something I agree with. I, I think to young, I think he's a little kind of, kind of on a hot streak right now. And I think we need to get rid of him while he's, while he's up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to give him to the Nationals. You know, he could be a good veteran presence for a really young team there. I know they want to bolster their uh, team. They've been wanting to add, like, a uh, a good veteran presence, veteran bat for them. So um, we get a couple of relievers from them. <clears throat> Finnegan and Thompson, they're both having some pretty solid years. Uh, Thompson's a hard thrower. I remember watching him a couple of days ago against us, and, you know, he was uh, carving us up a little bit. And then Finnegan carved us up for sure. Um, so I think we give up DeYoung, uh, Luke and Baker. I don't know why, he's, why it says he's a right-handed pitcher. That's a first-base prospect. And uh, oh. Joshua Baez. And we go ahead and get a couple nice relievers to add to our bullpen. You know. Okay. And then, um, you know, if, uh, oh, 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 oh. If, uh, if we can't get one of those aces, just say F it and trade for Otani. I mean, Otani, I watched him last summer, and he might be the best baseball player, like, ever. Um, I think he is. Yeah, Gotta for you be. guys who don't watch baseball, the way I can describe it for you is he's like Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes goes out and plays defense, too, and he gets three sacks for you. Like, he, he is insane. So we send this crazy trade package over – I think we could get him, though, because it's going to be a rental. You only have half a season to show Otani, but if you can get you a championship, I think all this right there is worth it. We add in uh, – we basically add uh, Moses Gomez, who's a really solid AAA guy, who's a big power guy, um, I think would fit in well with the Angels. And then Dakota Hudson on top of that, who could maybe find some footing in a change of scenery over there. So – you know. I, I I love this trade. I I think, that, dude, we need something. The Cardinals need something. Yeah. We need a splash like this. This would be a splash. Um, and to be honest, this would put the Angels on the right track too, because the Angels have been riding Mike Trout's coattails for fifteen years, however many how many years it's been. Um, and now they're they're going to do the same with Otani if they don't get rid of him. And yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I think this would be great, great for St. Louis. We would welcome Otani with open arms. Uh, in the same way that we we welcomed, um, you know, guys like uh, Goldschmidt and uh, and Arenado, uh, of course, yeah. Yep. So I think I think this would be a great trade for us. And um, if uh, does he want out at all? Yeah, he said he wants to go to a contender if the Angels aren't doing good and they're outside of the playoffs right now. 
Leading, um, leading contender, I think, right now is either the Dodgers or the Yankees, but yeah. Yeah, but the other thing is him and Lars Newbar won the World Baseball Classic together, too. So, you know, maybe he's got he's got a little pull over there as well. Yeah, I wouldn't mind this at all. I wouldn't mind this at all. Um, next thing, we need better lefties in the bullpen. We need to stop throwing Hennessy's Carrera out there. As oh, my before. God, bro. I can't, I yeah. can't stand that guy. Yeah, he – yeah. <laughs> um, so I think we need to call up Zach Thompson. He was – we sent him down after he was doing great for us because we wanted to transition him to a starter. But, I mean, we got to win now. You know, Goldschmidt's yeah. not getting any younger. Arenado's 31 now. And, I mean, if we call up Thompson and put Libertor in the bullpen, I know Libertor uh, gave up a couple runs because of an error today. But uh, Libertor has been pretty solid the first, like, three innings, and then he starts to unravel. So I think he would be awesome in the bullpen. He's got that that wipeout uh, curveball with a solid 95-96 on, uh, on the fastball. And I did hold the door for him over at the hill one day. There you go. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be a – I think it would be really solid if we put these two in the bullpen. They'd be our go-to lefties for sure. Listen, here's the thing that I, I think needs to happen, okay? And it's similar to the DeYoung thing because DeYoung's hot right now. Jordan Hicks is hot right now. And I think unless we really think and we really believe in Jordan Hicks, I think we need to move him. I think we can get something for him. I think, you know, there are ball clubs that will see Jordan Hicks throwing over 100 miles an hour pretty much every single pitch and be like, we want that guy. Let's let's give up some shit for that guy. I think we can get a lot for, for Jordan Hicks if we wanted to right now. And I, I don't think that would be a horrific move. I I like Hicks a lot lately. I think he kind of has his back against the wall. And he's he's performing really well. He's been locating the best he has um, of his career. And I know today he did let up a run. He still did get the save. But I was watching the game. He put 102 on the black, and the dude hit a double. I mean, like, what can you do about that? You yeah. Know? I mean, guys are adjusting so well these days to, to you know, MLB speed because it isn't about it isn't about horses anymore and, and, like, a mental game. It's more just how fast can I fucking throw it and can you hit it, you know? Yeah. And guys are getting used to 195 every single pitch. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um Let's see. I think you stopped screen sharing there. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, I did. Well, the was it was it over? Was there anything else? Uh, I got I got one more. I got one more thing. Okay. One more. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Um, Unless maybe I didn't put it on there. I have it in my notes though. Um, okay. I can just read it off to you. Yeah, sure. Uh, Go next ahead. thing I want to do: change the lineup. Come on, we're running the same lineup out there that's got us at thirty-two and forty-five every day. I mean. Marmol changed the lineup so many times last year, and that uh, propelled us to 93 wins in an NL Central Championship. And he's just rolling the same lineup out every single day. And obviously, it's not working. I really do like Donovan in the leadoff spot, though. But come on, what's Edmund doing batting ninth? I mean, sure, he's going to set the table for your guys, but he's getting about uh, at the nine hole, he's going to be getting about 80 less at bats than the guys at the top of the order. And he's way too valuable. He's way too fast. And he gets on base way too much to be doing that. Um, we need to move up Jordan Walker as well. He's seeing the ball super well. He's 
hitting the cover off of it. Everything he hits is like over 100 miles an hour. He needs to be batting in the five hole every day. And then move down Contreras. He's been terrible lately. Um, he did go four for four today, so maybe see something there. Move down Contreras and Gorman. And then have Carlson and Newt at the bottom of the order, so they still kind of set the table for your guys up top. Mm. But I think if we change up the lineup, this team could honestly be a lot better because we're leaving too many guys on base. Good point. Yeah, I, I mean, fair play. Uh, by the way, there, that was the last slide. There wasn't. Uh, there wasn't okay. that, okay. that slide you were talking about. But still, we appreciate that 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 slideshow get, kind of giving a visual for us. Um, but I mean, do you guys want to want to go ahead and get into the uh, to the top five? I'm down for some top yeah. fives for sure. Okay, here we go. This is a top five, right? First, yeah, Luke, right. you are first. Um, we're gonna go ahead and remove Luke. There we go. Okay, and then us two. All right. And okay, and then me. Just Damn. just barely got me. Okay. But that's that's honestly good. You get to uh, you get to kind of get a, get a look for for where we're going with it. Luke, All go right. ahead. All right. So at five, I got Fenway Park. Solid pick. Good pick. At I love four, Fenway. Oh, go. I got four of Old Boston Garden. Okay, I love it. At three, I got Wrigley Field. You got to show respect. I mean, I don't mind. I just it. think it's outdated, man, and it's everything is old there and falling apart. That's why I don't like it. Okay. Uh, two, I have Lambeau Field, iconic. And then one, I got Madison Square Garden. Hmm. Okay. That's those. That's good picks. Okay. <coughs> uh, I'll I'll go up. Um. All right. Number five. Um. Give me, give me, uh, give me Bush Stadium. Give me Bush Stadium at five. That's I gotta my show respect. Mention. That's your honorable mention, Bush Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Bush Stadium. It's so beautiful, man. Like, especially like, yep. there's nothing like Bush Stadium on opening day. Really underrated backdrop too, with all the apartments and the um, and the the arch in the back. Uh, you go there for a night game. It's really a special place. You got the Collide sales going too. I think it's just a great, a really great place to be. And number four. Yep. Uh, you know, I got to show respect to, 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 you know, where it's due. Uh, give me Churchill Downs. Churchill Downs, a venue for horse racing. And a lot of people don't, don't really know about that, but it's, it's, uh, you know, the host of the Kentucky Derby. I, I, I really want to go one day. I think it's something you got to go to sometime in your life. Um, my, my number, my number three, this is a spot, uh, you know, this is, this is iconic, man. It's 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 really iconic. Um, give me Lambeau Field. <clears throat> give me Lambeau Field at three. Um, you know, a, a, a winter game at Lambeau. It's just, it's really really special. Um, you know, yeah, TikToks about the like people freezing ice their water bottles during the winter games. Yeah, every yeah, time. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, at number two. I feel like this is be is is becoming an iconic stadium. Like right before our eyes, give me the Jerry Dome at two. The Jerry Dome hosts everything, like all of the college football playoffs. I feel like um, a lot of bowl games, all the like big important college football games, and then there are some great um, there are some great you know NFL football games that happen there too. It's just 
a really great venue for a big game. It fits everybody, a really great atmosphere. Give me the Jerry Dome at two. And then at, at number one, got to give me uh, Madison, Madison Square Garden at number one. The Garden, it's the most iconic place, I think, to, to have a sporting event. Give me the Garden at one. All right. Uh, pretty solid picks. Whenever I did mine, I took a little bit more into consideration of places that I had actually been to. So um, number five, I got Lucas Oil Stadium. I, I think Good it's pick. beautiful. I love the uh, retractable roof and all the windows and everything. Uh, I've been there before. It's beautiful. The second I walked in, there was like a plane hanging up. And if you guys know anything about me, you know I'm a big, big plane, plane guy. guy. I love all that stuff, right? So that kind of just set in my heart a little bit. And um, I love Lucas Oil Stadium. There are some iconic games there, too. A couple Super Bowls there. They also do the college football playoff there as mm. well sometimes i believe and then the combine is there so i love lucas oil stadium number four um little underrated pick um you're gonna start to see i'm gonna have a lot of baseball stadiums here because i love how you see all the backdrop it's all open baseball stadiums are underrated they're very unique so number four i got angel stadium here you got the giant a in the backdrop you got the whole mountain waterfall okay there um i put it on the list because i been there before and i didn't think it was too good until i'd actually gone and it was i mean it was beautiful stadium and the vibes like the vibes there i don't know if it was because shohei otani was pitching and also hitting home runs while he was while i was there but they're they're just amazing man that could I have love been it. angel stadium number three a little bit of a uh, sleeper pick here Daytona International Speedway. I almost said that one. Just just to kind of get you involved. I almost said yeah. Daytona. Yeah, that's a good one. There's there's plenty of history there. You know, NASCAR started right in Daytona. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, the Daytona 500 is there every year. It's something I want to go to eventually. Um, it's a great race. Holds one of the best races all year. And they have the museum there and everything. I mean, it's just great sporting venue for sure mm. number two number two i got fenway park um you know i love fenway i love my baseball fields because they got all that character i like baseball fields because they're not standard like you know you have for nba nhl and um nfl you know they're all different you got the green monster there one of the most iconic things in sports right and then you got the pesky pole as well you can hit a 302-foot home run in Fenway Park, and that's, Ridiculous. that's wild. You know, it's one of the oldest ballparks, and it's got some of the most character. But number one, I know it's biased, but been there so many times. It's just so beautiful. Give me Bush Stadium. I love, I love it. I love the pick. I love that brick. I love that backdrop. I love the. Uh, I love what we got going up at the top there. We got those, like, little dangly lights and all that stuff. You can walk around and, you know, you can have a good time just being at Bush Stadium. There wouldn't even have to be a game, and I would love it there. It's it's great. You know, home of uh, – we've seen the Cardinals win two World Series there at our current Bush Stadium, and it's, you know, where Albert Pools got – and Yadi and Rowena got their last hits as Cardinals and um, all, of all time. So I just love Bush Stadium. It's iconic already. Good list. Good list. Um, I want to put a couple of honorable mentions out there. Um we were doing stadiums, so I didn't say this, but I want to I want to make it clear: if we were doing venues, I would have definitely put Augusta National. Augusta National Golf Course would have been there. 
granted we are doing that, but um, we aren't doing that. So uh, Moon maybe Stadium, I say St. Andrews too. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, good one there. Or um, Beach. Yeah, but my 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 honest honorable mention is going to be Fenway. I mean, that's just iconic, dude. It's it's really good. Uh, I might get flack for having it off my list, but then uh, another one that I, I would put on there is um, you know, give me give me uh give me a Michigan Stadium. Give me the big house, okay? Uh, the big house is it's had so many crazy games. It's yeah. iconic. It seats hundred twelve thousand. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I was gonna say no. College football stadiums was a little shocking there, but I'm not the biggest college football guy, so I didn't put that on my list. And I don't really know all the stadiums, but those stadiums are huge. And I like I've seen a couple of videos on TikTok, like of Penn State with the whiteout. That looks sick, man. Like the atmosphere. College are stadiums crazy. go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the closest that Mizzou has gotten to, to sold out at, at the football games was our Georgia game last year. And it was the night game, and it was so cool, dude. Um, you guys almost do. Yeah, we almost, almost won. Georgia. Almost did. Yeah, we're the story. We're the story of almost always. But uh, yeah, it's that. That was disappointing for sure. That was definitely. But another honorable mention is Cameron Indoor, home of Duke. It's it's such a small gymnasium, but it's so iconic. Uh, how how energetic they get in there. Uh, I'll throw in one more honorable mention too. Um, I've never actually been there, surprisingly, being down here in Phoenix, but um, Sun Devil Stadium. They built that stadium into a freaking mountain, dude. It looks <laughs> sick. I mean, it's, it, looks, it looks pretty freaking sweet. I'm not going to lie. So I had to put that on there, too. Good. Um, I, I think we've covered a lot today. I think it's been a gr- really great podcast. Boys, we got anything else? Are we doing, are we doing the Guilty Pleasure songs? I, I would like to hear your list. I don't personally have a list. Oh man! All right, all right. Now I'm gonna be like the only one spitting these on here, man. So guilty pleasure songs. I might add a, I might add a few, but here, here are Gabe's guilty pleasure songs. These are the songs you don't want the boys knowing you're listening to, but I'll tell you what I listen to. I listen to them at the gym, anyways. Number five, High School Musical. Bet on it by Troy. That (laughs) song goes crazy, bro. Like that's not hard. Song in the gym, like. I, I might get 245 up if I'm listening to that thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know that it would make you lift more weight. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the case. Gets me going, man. Gets me going. All right. You know, everybody's different. Number four. If you ever seen Mamma Mia? Money, money, money. <laughs> that one goes hard, bro. <laughs> okay. Oh, that I don't one goes even know hard. That one. Dude, you don't you, I swear you've definitely seen a TikTok ever before. Maybe, maybe. All right. Uh number three, give him some love to Rihanna. S and M. You know that one? That's that's fair. That's fair. Nah, that's nah, a good nah, pick. That's a good one. Yeah. Um number two, got a little Taylor Swift on there. You know, I had to limit limit it to one per artist, or else it would have been all Taylor Swift. Oh jeez. number one. But uh better than revenge. I don't know if you guys have heard that one before, but that one is. Could you sing it for us? Could we get pretty some... catchy? Pretty Could catchy. you sing it? I don't know this one. This one I gotta get some. Uh, I gotta get some good vocals in. But uh, okay, how's it go? Story starts when it was hot. That's good. That yeah, one. we get it. We get it. We get it. That's a good uh, one. Number one, I got. 
Bright Lights, Bigger City slash Magic, the Treblemakers. Pitch perfect. Ah, good one. Good one. Uh, like, dude, if if I didn't li- limit it to one per artist, I would have had all Pitch Perfect and all Taylor Swift. Because Pitch Perfect goes freaking hard. Like, I'm scared every time I'm in the gym. Some dude's going to come up to me and ask me what song I'm listening to. And I'm going to have to say, that. I'm listening to the Pitch Perfect soundtrack, man. Like, that goes hard. That goes uh, hard. I'm, I'm going to add one. I'll, I'll add one of my own. Uh, give me Call Me Maybe. Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, that's a that banger. Um, last Friday night, Katy Perry. That's yeah. a good one. I was just listening to that on the way home with Yash in the car. Uh, that's that was, that's a banger. That's a slapper. Awesome, awesome. Luke, you got any you would like to add? Luke, would you just uh, add a couple, Luke? Yeah, just go. Just we found love, Rihanna. <laughs> that's a <good> banger. <laughs> sing it. Um, sing it for us, Luke. Sing it. Nah, I'm good. Go ahead. Clarity. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. That's a hard one. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, that was a great podcast. Boys. This Listen, this is always great whenever I have you guys on. I love how Gabe's always, uh, you know, you've always got something up your sleeve for the pod. I love yep. when people, you know, put in effort and, and stuff like that. You really do love to see it. And, uh, you know, Sports Society to the Moon. Sports Society to the Moon, baby. Yep. You know, we Going got, we, we broke 100 views last time. Let's see if we can do that oh, today. Yeah, yeah. Um, leave a like yeah. if you're if you're watching on the YouTube. If you're still watching right now, uh, thank you so much. And uh, with that, we will see you later. Thanks for listening or watching, whatever the hell you did. And make sure to check out our socials at Sports Society Pod on all platforms. Thank you.